Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I want to talk to you today about toileting, not potty training, but toileting issues. And this is not an age specific topic. This is about anxiety. This is about anxious kids of all ages having issues with toileting. And I think a lot of times people don't make the connection between anxious kids and toileting issues because it's one of those things that you don't really compare notes with. You're not like, Hey, um, my child's afraid of pooping. How about yours? Oh, and by the way, they love goldfish. <laughs> like we don't talk about that with other moms, typically maybe a really good friend, but and kids don't go around talking about it and they don't want to hear you talking about it. So it tends to be a little bit of a private issue that parents are dealing with. But in my practice, I hear about toileting issues almost, well, I don't want to say all the time, but very frequently when I'm dealing with an anxious child of many, many ages, not just toddlers. Yes, toddlers tend to be the worst. So if you have an anxious toddler, you are much more likely to have potty training issues in general. But I'm talking about way beyond toddlerhood. I'm talking about elementary school kids, um, you know, any age. So today I'm going to talk to you about what causes anxiety in the bathroom. There's four main areas that I want to cover as far as what kind of creates phobic behavior. I want to talk to you also about how do you handle it? How do you help your child move through it? Because it is actually one of the hardest issues I find to fix in my practice. It's just a tricky issue. It's a, it's a very insidious fear that is rooted in toddlerhood. And from the get go, they have developed this anxiety. And so by the time people realize, Hey, this is an issue. Like she's seven and she's still not going to the bathroom by herself, or she's still having poop issues. It's already been happening for like four or five years. That's a long time. So we're going to get into that. So I'm going to start off with typical issues that happen in toddlerhood, and then we'll progress from there. And just because I'm saying they, they start off in toddlerhood doesn't mean they can't happen at any time. So initially when you're doing potty training and let's say you have an anxious toddler, they tend to get stuck on things like the flush. It's too loud. A lot of anxious kids have sensory issues. We talked about that in episode 15 and the flush is super loud or they get overwhelmed with the automatic flushers in public. So those tend to be kind of an anxiety trigger. Some kids don't like the mess. That's also a little bit of a sensory issue in toddlerhood. They don't like wiping. They're afraid they're going to get poop on their hands. And so that creates some anticipatory anxiety and other kids when they're really little have separation anxiety. And so even just going into the bathroom on their own and separating from their parent creates intense anxiety. So those are some really common ones for anxious little people. Now, unfortunately, what happens is toddlers have those initial anxieties, and I'm not listing all of them, obviously. I have an article. I always have an article that I've written about every topic. I will link it in the show notes that go into all the many, many reasons why kids are afraid of the potty. I actually wrote it from the toddler's perspective. So it's like your toddler is talking to you and I will put that in the show notes, but this is not about, this episode is not about toddlers. It just happens to start 
typically in toddlerhood. So you have a toddler who's afraid of the toilet for whatever reason. And so they avoid it and they avoid peeing or they avoid pooping. Now, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, kids overcome the peeing part and they have a bigger issue with the pooping part. And so they hold their poop. And because they hold their poop and they're already anxious, and I'm going to forewarn you, I'm going to say poop like a zillion times in this podcast. So if you don't like the word poop or if you're eating, you should probably wait until uh, another time to listen to this because there's going to be a lot of poop talk. So they, they don't poop. See, I said it again. I already warned you. They don't poop. And so they become constipated. And when they become constipated, when they do poop, it hurts. And then they develop a secondary fear of pooping because it hurts. Sometimes the other things go away. So they're not afraid of the flush anymore, or they're not afraid to separate from you anymore. But now they're afraid to poop because they're constipated and they're afraid of pain. So pain equals poop. Therefore, I won't poop. Therefore, I won't have pain. But now when I do poop, I'm going to have pain. It was a lot of pooping. (laughs) So a lot of those kids, like we talked about in my episode on um, physical symptoms of anxiety, a lot of kids that have anxiety are on Miralax or fiber gummies or something that helps keep them regular. And that is a good first response to any kind of toileting issue that's related to holding talk to your pediatrician and see what's best for them. You know, Miralax is a very great thing because it's pretty easy on the stomach and it's not, it's not harsh. And so you can give your child some Miralax like every other day or every day, depending on your child. And it does keep them regular so that you can rule out or eliminate the pain related to pooping. That's an easy thing that you can do. Talk to your pediatrician about what he or she recommends and dosaging and obviously stuff like that. But pain is a big one. As we move further along and kids get older, another fear that they have is being in the bathroom. So often it's not, it's not about actually peeing or pooping as your child gets older. And let's say they're developing a new toileting issue. They might be afraid just to go into the bathroom And now older kids will tell me, and when I'm saying older, I'm talking about like kids who are just not toddlers. They will tell me, uh, I'm afraid that there's a bad guy in the bathroom. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously how did a bad guy get in the bathroom? But most of the kids that I talk to have pretty strong fantasy worlds, you know, they're little. So monsters can just pop up in the bathroom. They worry about being alone in the dark, even though it's like during the day and the light is on. So there's a lot of anxiety around just being in a closed room by themselves. And so they want to avoid that. And sometimes maybe the bathroom's upstairs. So that complicates things. Older kids will talk about um, Bloody Mary. And I don't know how old you are or if you remember Bloody Mary. When you were growing up, it's an urban legend. And the bathroom tends to be kind of a a key component of that stupid story. So... Sometimes parents will be like, I don't know what's wrong. Like we're having bathroom problems and he doesn't want to go to the bathroom and it's all of a sudden. And normally when I talk to kids like that, they'll say, Natasha, have you ever heard of the, have you ever heard of Bloody Mary? And then I'm like, oh gosh, this is what the problem is. And then I have to work through that issue and that fear 
once I deal with the fear of Bloody Mary and the urban legend component of it, they eventually move past that and they're able to go to the bathroom again. So that's probably less frequent than all the other things I'm talking about, but it's good for you to know about all sorts of reasons why kids have toileting issues. Because if you don't know why they're afraid of the bathroom, everything you're going to try is not going to work. All the typical parenting approaches of sticker charts and rewards or being punitive and punishing them, none of that's going to work unless you get to the heart of what the anxiety is. Like with everything I talk about, you always have to get to the heart of what the anxiety is for your child. And even though I talk in generalities and I talk about common fears and what it could be, every kid's different. There are kids that come into my practice and they might be afraid of the bathroom or afraid of the toilet, and they might have a completely new spin on it that I've never heard before. So you have to find out what it is for your kid. Some kids are afraid that bugs are going to come out of the toilet. Some kids are afraid that the toilet's going to overflow and their poop is going to get everywhere. Believe it or not, I've heard that a lot. Those are not two rare reasons. Those are two common reasons that I hear about from, from kids. So figure it out and talk to your child and say, what's the worst part about going to the bathroom? And hopefully they will let you know. Some kids are a little bit more secretive about it. They're embarrassed, but other kids might say, well, it's dark or I just don't want to be alone. And sometimes you can just look at their behavior and see what the problem is. Will they go into the bathroom alone, but just not pee or poop? Sometimes I do a a whole rule out thing. So I have the child, um, I'll say to the parent, okay, see if they'll go into the bathroom. You know, you can set up these like little fun challenges to rule out things. And so I'll say to a parent, you know, have a challenge prize box. I'm big on the challenge prize box because it definitely helps. So have a prize box and say, if you can just stay in the bathroom for five minutes, you know, you can earn a prize. So then you kind of rule out, are they afraid to be in the bathroom? Now, You can save a lot of time and just say to your child, what's the worst thing about going to the bathroom? And then hopefully they'll just tell you and you won't have to play Sherlock Holmes, but some kids aren't that forthcoming and some kids don't even know. So try to figure it out. Another one is tell them to sit on the toilet. They don't have to pee or poop, but can they sit there for 10 minutes or sit there for 15, 20 minutes? And if the answer is yes, then it's not about flushing or about bugs coming out of the toilet. It's not about the seat itself. So you can rule in and rule out certain things. Some older kids have a fear of germs, and so they don't want to go into the bathroom because they feel like it's very germy. And those are a lot of older kids who just want to avoid the bathroom completely because it triggers either their anxiety or their OCD. And the idea of just being in that germy space is so overwhelming that they avoid it. You're listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more parenting support, check out Natasha's parenting e-courses on a variety of topics. Each parenting e-course includes a series of teaching videos that can be watched at your own pace. For more information, visit anxioustoddlers.com forward slash parenting hyphen videos. So to recap some of the most obvious reasons why kids have bathroom issues when they're little, it's the flushing. It could be the space. The toilet is too big. They're afraid they're going to fall in. It could be, they're afraid that it's going to overflow. They can be afraid of a monster or a bad guy or being separated from you in the bathroom. 
They could be afraid of getting their hands dirty with poop. Uh, if they're older, they can be afraid of germs. And a lot of kids are afraid of the pain. And this is kind of a secondary issue that can go along with any of these reasons because they're constipated because they hold. There is a last one that I want to mention, and that's fear of peeing or pooping in public, which tends to be a precursor to social anxiety. So if you're seeing this in your young children, you know, you should be on the lookout or be a little bit more vigilant about issues around social anxiety because kids who don't want to pee or poop in public are very self-conscious and that tends to be an anxiety theme related to social anxiety. So that is another reason. So if your child's perfectly fine at home, they pee and they poop and they're fine at home, but they hold until they get home, then we're dealing with more of a social anxiety type of theme. Okay. So now that I covered very rapidly, I'm so sorry that I just sped through that, but I wanted to spend most of the time talking about how to fix this, but I wanted to give you some ideas on what these themes are. So how do you fix this? This can become tricky. So you have to address the individual theme. In general, depending on how old your child is, I talk to kids about the importance of going to the bathroom. So you kind of want to get their buy-in about why this is an issue and why they need to work on it. So for some little kids, like super little, like maybe three or four, a lot of times parents will say stuff like, you know, in order to go to kindergarten and to go to, you know, big boy or big girl school, you have to be able to use the toilet. You can't wear pull-ups. And for some kids I've worked with, that's somewhat of a motivator, but when they're older, they don't care, especially if they can hold it and go at home. So it's story time. I'm going to tell you a personal story because I love telling stories. I think stories are a great way to learn. And I always love telling you my own stories because I've got problems too. And my kids do too. So I'm going to talk to you about my youngest child, my daughter, who is five. Sometimes I talk about her because she is currently dealing with swim class issues, which we talk about a lot, or I talk about a lot, which she's doing so much better, by the way. She went to swim class this week, and I was so excited because she said, you know, mom, something interesting is happening. And she's only five. And she said, when I got my bathing suit on to go to swim class, my tummy didn't hurt. My tummy didn't hurt until I got in the car while we were driving to swim class. I'm getting better which I thought was really cool because she's noticing her mind body connection that she was able to like articulate that she didn't feel as nervous as quickly. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going on about something that's not related to toileting back on track. So she had toileting issues from a very young age when she was about two or three, she potty trained very quickly, but I would notice that she would hold her butt and she'd walk around and she'd be like, I need no poop. I need no poop. <laughs> it was kind of like my sign that she did need to poop because she'd be like, I know poop. I know poop. I'm like, okay, you need to poop. And my other two children never had any toileting issues. So she was my first for that. And so she started to hold. And this was in toddlerhood where she couldn't really articulate what she was afraid of. And then she started getting constipated and then she was afraid to poop. So it moved very quickly into just a fear of pooping versus an anxiety related to the bathroom itself. She became just phobic. And then she just wanted me to sit there and hold her hand because she said, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. So that's what it evolved into. And then as she got older, around four and a half um, earlier this year, like around five, 
she started to become afraid of the bathroom because she thought there were monsters there. So even if you think that you got the reason pinpointed, it can change. So with her, it was pain at first. Well, who knows what the initial, initial fear was? I don't even know because she wasn't articulate about that. It moved into pain really quick. And then from pain, it moved into fear of monsters in the bathroom. So you can see how it kind of moves pretty fast. So what I did with her is I explained to her, and this is what I do with all kids that I work with in my practice who are older and can understand this. I explained to her, your body has body trash and that's what poop is. Poop is your body trash and you have to take the trash out because if you don't take the trash out, it piles up. It piles up in your body and that's not good. It's not healthy for your body. It runs out of space and then it hurts to poop because it's all squished in there too tight. Yeah, this is how I talk to my kids. (laughs) It's helpful to give them a visual because you want them to understand that it's very important to take the body trash out. Now, I wouldn't connect it to food because I wouldn't say, you know, you eat food and then you have to poop the trash part out of it. Because I I do have, well, I had one child about a decade ago who, who made the connection, not because of me. I never told him any stories like that, but he made the connection before I even met him that he eat when he eats, it produces poop. It produces waste. And he was a very intelligent kid. And he was like three, but he made the connection between eating and pooping and he didn't want to poop. So he stopped eating and he actually had to be hospitalized. So it was really serious. So in general, I normally tell parents don't make the connection between food and pooping. If you're trying to explain to them that they need to take their trash out or, you know, anything related to the pooping, don't bring the, up the food part because when you're phobic, you want to avoid. And if you think, okay, I just don't have to eat, that can be really, really scary. So just wanted to mention that. So I told her, you know, she's got body trash. She needs to take it out. We all take the trash out and it clears up the space for more trash. She got that, but obviously that didn't really solve the issue. So then you have to figure out what is the fear for your child. So I'm going to use my daughter as an example to walk you through the steps, but you have to figure it out. Like you have to figure out what it is for your particular child. So for her, I did some cognitive behavioral therapy with her where I reframed her negative thinking. And we talked about, are there monsters in the bathroom? And so we walked through that like you would with a general anxiety, you know, no, there's no monsters. Where would the monsters come from? I don't know. You are safe in the bathroom. What can make you feel safer? What can you do to make yourself feel safer? And so she said, well, I could keep the light on and I can turn the hall light on and I can turn the laundry room light on. So in our bathroom downstairs where she goes the most, there is a room right next to it. It's a laundry room. And so she said, if I put all those lights on, I'll feel better. I said, that's fine. And so normally what she would do is she would hold her poop. And so at first I said, if you have to poop, let me know and I will go with you. And so that was the first baby step is getting her to not hold. So you want to try to get your child to not hold their poop. So I, I always look at the problem from the core and then you want to balloon it out. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you want to take your baby steps. And so you start with the small things and then you balloon out from there. So I got her to the point where whenever she had to poop, she would tell me and I would go and I would sit with her. I would hold her hand and she would poop. Yeah, totally dysfunctional, right? I know but she wasn't holding anymore. And I was giving her Miralax as well, which helped keep her regular. But there was trust in the fact that 
there was no association anymore with pooping and pain. You want to break that association. So if you have to start with the baby steps of going into the bathroom and holding your child's hand or whatever dysfunction is at your house, that's fine because you're breaking the association of I poop, there's pain. I avoid pain by not pooping. You want to break that. So I broke that. And she would say like, that didn't hurt. And she would have like these epiphanies. She'd be on the toilet and she'd be like, that poopy was easy. (laughs) That was easy. That didn't hurt. And I was like, yeah, pooping doesn't hurt anymore because you take the trash out all the time. And then once that was totally solid, I progressed and I moved back from that. So then I said, when you have to poop, let me know. And I will stand in the doorframe with you. So I moved out of the bathroom and I would stand in the doorframe. And we did that for a quite a while and she was fine. And then she would come and get me because this was now a habit. I have to poop. And I'd say, okay, I will stand in the hall. So you get my point. I was inchworming my way out of the bathroom. So then I stood in the hall and then I did that for quite a while and she was doing better. Then I said to her, if you have to go to the bathroom from now on, you have a choice. You can take a poop challenge, which means you can go by yourself, turn on the hall light, bathroom light, laundry light, leave the door open and do it yourself. And you can earn a prize from the poop prize box. (laughs) So we went to the dollar store. We bought all these fun dollar toy prizes. I put them in a box and I called it her poop treasure box. Now this wouldn't have worked if I started with this. And that's why I said earlier, like the stickers and all that stuff isn't going to work until you address the fear. So I tackled the fear. She made no association with pooping and pain. She no longer really made as much of association with bad guys and monsters in the bathroom because I acclimated her to that by inchworming my way out of it, but by going with her initially. So now she has some skills and she has some experience under her belt that were successful. So that's when you introduce the poop prize box or whatever you want to call it. And then I said to her, every time you have to go to the bathroom, you can have a challenge. So of course, like the next day she's like, mom, I have to poop. And I'm like, okay, I will go with you or you can take a, you can take a challenge. And because she was enticed by the challenge prize box, she said, I'll take a challenge, but what do I have to do? And I said, you just have to go in there by yourself. You can leave the door open. You can turn all the lights on and then you can get a prize. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, you have to take the trash out. I'll go with you, but you won't earn a prize. So I am not coercing her. I am not forcing her. This is truly her own choice. So she said, I'll take the challenge. And so she did that. And we did that consistently for probably about two weeks, two weeks worth of prizes a lot. Pooping became like a currency. (laughs) It was like poop gold. Every time she pooped, she got something cool and she was very excited about it. So eventually my daughter crushed her anxiety around this and it became no big deal. We didn't have to have a challenge box. She didn't ask me to come with her when she had to poop. It was really not a big deal anymore in our house. It just naturally faded out, which was beautiful. But it took a long time when we did all those baby steps. And just today, actually, I woke up and I was doing something in the laundry room and I noticed that she was in the bathroom and the door was closed and I had not initiated that or said anything about that because I was just happy she was pooping and she came out and I was like, Whoa, you were in there with the door closed. And my older daughter was like, yeah, she asked me to close the door and she said, yeah, I'm just crushing my worry cloud. 
she's doing it on her own, which I thought was amazing. So that's an example of how to fight toileting issues. It's going to look different for each person. I have had kids who are afraid of flushing. We have gotten like ice cubes and we've dyed them like a brown and I've had them flush over and over and over again to get them acclimated and exposed to the flushing, you know, without it overflowing, if that is their fear. I have had kids spend a long time sitting on the toilet if their fear is sitting on the toilet. You know, whatever your child's initial trigger or fear is around toileting, you want to directly fight and crush that, that anxiety. And that's going to look different for each kid. So it's hard for me to give you generalities on how to help your child with their particular fear. I just wanted to give you an outline, a skeletal kind of format that you can follow to develop some sort of behavior modification where you're slowly tackling their fear. Once you find out what it is in small incremental steps, you want to reward it with a challenge prize box but you want to tackle whatever cognitive distortion or irrational fear they have first. And you want to give them tools like with my daughter, the lights around the room, whatever that would be for your child. And I'm sure there's people out there where I didn't address your particular child's toileting fears because everyone's going to have different ones, but hopefully that gives you a general idea of how to help your child. Toileting problems do take a lot of time, but hopefully now you have some ideas and you can take some baby steps that will lead to some big change. So I hope you liked today's episode. If you have a topic that you want me to cover, you can feel free to visit my website at anxioustoddlers.com and you can hit the contact button and send me a note, tell me how things are going and maybe some topics that you think would be helpful for you. Actually, I got quite a few suggestions. And next week, because of a suggestion that I got from you, I'm going to cover separation anxiety and what it looks like, not only in really little kids, but more importantly, those older kids that have separation anxiety. So we're going to be covering that on Tuesday. For those of you that are listening way past reality and not in real time, it will be episode 17. So you can look for it there. I do want to say a big thank you before I go to a few people who have been leaving reviews on my podcast on iTunes. I completely love you and appreciate you. (laughs) You have no idea how much that makes my day. So Clara, thank you for telling me that I'm down to earth. I appreciate that. Um, Of course, nobody ever writes their real name. So aim dog. (laughs) I don't know what your real name is, but I appreciate that my information is helpful to you. And I got an another review that said that my strategies are helpful in the classroom, which is exciting to hear because this can all relate to children in any capacity. And KBB said that it's helping her three and four-year-olds and she wants to keep them coming. So I appreciate it. I saved the best for last because Lizette, you made my day when you said that I was hilarious because my husband and I have an ongoing argument that he says I'm not funny. (laughs) And I tell him that I think I'm funny and that's what counts. But then I said, you know what? I think I'm funny. And Lizette thinks I'm funny. And I read him your review and I told him that now there's two people. So I really appreciate that. If you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. I really appreciate it. It definitely helps my morale and it also helps other people realize that, Hey, you know what? This podcast can really help 
than parent an anxious child. So leave that on iTunes um, or wherever you download this podcast. Until next time, I hope you find the sparkle in every day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com. 